Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm Robin Birkin, and I am so grateful and honored that you're here today. From my own journey with infertility and loss to becoming a mind-body practitioner and holistic fertility coach, it is my sincere hope that I can help make your journey to conceive lighter, more supported, and easier by sharing deep emotional well-being guidance, doable conception tips, and real talk about what infertility and loss looks like. I'm here with you every step of the way. Now let's begin. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Fertility Warriors. I am so happy to be talking to you today because I know that this is a topic that so many of you struggle with. I've had this on my Instagram stories when I do my weekly Q&A many times. And today we're going to talk about nine strategies to help you survive baby showers Before we get started, I do want to let you know that we are just about to get started in the Mind Body Fertility Reset. It's going to be 90 days. We have a little break in the middle so that we can all have the Christmas break, so that we can implement and catch up with anything that we need to do. But if you feel like you are struggling emotionally with infertility. When I write on my Instagram stories, how are you going? What are you struggling with? There are so many people who reply that they are really struggling emotionally. Now it's time for us to take stock of our journey. What do you want next year to look like? And the other question is, if you haven't, whether that's engaging a therapist or maybe you've engaged a therapist and it didn't work for you, or maybe you haven't, joined a program like this before. If you are struggling emotionally, then what's holding you back? And that potentially, I mean, it may not be the mind-body fertility reset. If you connect with me on this podcast and everything that I say, then maybe it really is for you. But I promise you, And it's not just me, it's the testimonials from the many clients that I've had, and you can read them all on my website, that you can feel dramatically different through your infertility journey. You can feel supported. You can feel like night and day in the way that you're coping, not just with the good times, but the setbacks as well. So if you are struggling right now, what is holding you back from jumping into something like this. And I know that it's scary and I know that it's weird to sometimes do online programs where there's someone talking at a computer and then you do a worksheet or this and that. I know that sometimes that's a bit of a bizarre thing. I know that sometimes it feels like we are stretched for time, for finances, for everything when we are experiencing a really tough journey to conceive. But Something like this could also be the best investment that you make on your fertility journey. You So often the number one thing we say to people in feedback surveys and things like that, what's the number one thing you wish you could tell other people or yourself before you join? And they're like, I wish I hadn't left it sooner. I was just looking at a testimonial today from a lady called Una in Thailand and she wrote, like I wish I had invested in something like this four years ago when we were start when we started trying to conceive, because it just provides you with these foundations for which you can draw upon when you go through and experience hardships and hard times. And so many of us do experience that 
when we're trying to conceive. We've got this 90 day reset that is starting on the 10th of November, and I would love to invite you to join us. If you are listening to this after the 10th of November, the reset will still be there and you'll be able to do it self-paced. But if you're listening to this live, then jump in with us. It's going to be so much more fun as we do this together for the first time and everyone has these aha moments at the same time. We go through almost like three phases. So the first one is rediscovery, rediscovering ourselves. Who are we? What is it that I like? What is it that I need in my life? What is it that is sucking out all of my joy, right? Who am I Uh, and what is going to really help me focus, help me feel more in control of my journey and help me let go of guilt, let go of all of the voices inside my head that are telling me that I'm not good enough. That's phase one. Phase two is to recharge. What is going to help me during the really tough moments? What are going to be the daily rituals that are going to help me feel like I am winning, not just on my fertility journey, but also in life? What can I do when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm in a hot sweat with anxiety? All of those things. And how do I recharge my batteries? Infertility can feel so exhausting, right? So how do we actually feel like we've got the energy, whether that's after a negative pregnancy test or after a setback, but just generally, how do I feel like I even just have the energy to continue on with this, to continue on with another cycle? And I really remember on my journey many times when I felt exhausted and just reached that point of thinking, I don't even know if I could have... I have the ability, the emotional, the physical energy to do another cycle. So how do we recharge your batteries and help you feel like you've got the energy to be able to do that? And then the last one is renew. How do we completely help you feel revitalized? How do we help you find your joy, start running your own race and get out of that, you know, comparison despair? How do we help you feel like everything in life is exciting and that you are enjoying a really full and fulfilled life, that you believe that you can have that and that you believe and know that you are worthy, you have the self-confidence and the self-talk to be able to really support yourself and live a really joyful life alongside going through something that is potentially quite challenging in life. Next couple of months, I'd love to invite you to join us. It's not going to be super, super time consuming, but that does not mean that it's not going to be completely life-changing. All you'll need is 10 to 15 minutes once or twice a week. Super doable. You could do that while you're washing the dishes. You could do it while you like listen while you're driving home. So many ways in which you'll be able to consume and work through this stuff that, as I say, can be really life changing. So the question to you is, I don't know, what are you going to get yourself for Christmas? (laughs) What are you going to get yourself for Christmas? Is it going to be the mind body fertility reset and to actually draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, I want 2022 to be different. I want right now, I'm calling it, I want 
my life to be different and I want the way that I'm coping to be different. And if that is you, then come and join us in the Mind Body Fertility Reset. It's a really simple web address. It's robinberkin.com slash mindbodyfertilityreset. So that's robinberkin.com slash mindbodyfertilityreset. Okay, let's talk about baby showers. The part of the journey to falling apart for me really began with a baby shower. And it was at the time when we'd only really just started trying to conceive, arrived at the baby shower of a really good friend. And I'm sorry if you've heard this story before, but it is such a pivotal story on my journey. And I saw that I was only one of three people there who didn't already have a baby or who weren't expecting. It was just that time in our lives when everybody seemed to be having children and getting pregnant. So one of the people was me. One of the other people was a girl called Veronica and she was an acquaintance. She wasn't a great friend. She was someone who like I knew through different circles and she, we sat there and we all looked at each other and I don't know how we got onto this conversation, but she looked around and she was like, oh, my life is just too full for kids. We're such foodies and like, you know, we'll have stir fries and we had ginger and coriander and we travel all the time and I'm a teacher. So I'm just around children all the time. So I just don't think I have the capacity for that in my life right now. Uh, and then there was this other friend who is a dear, dear friend that I've known for a very long time. And I knew that she actually really wanted to have kids, but she hadn't met the right person at that time. Then there was me and we were trying to conceive. No one knew about it. And we had no idea that our journey was going to take much longer. So there was, I don't know if you felt the same way, but when we started trying to conceive at the start, there was almost that feeling of smugness that, you know, people are asking the questions and we were like, oh yeah, you know, it's not quite for us yet, but full well knowing that we were also trying to conceive and hoping that, you know, like any minute now, we'll be making the announcement and then soon it'll be our baby shower. And it just obviously didn't happen that way. And it was that was sort of the start of feeling like a real outsider. Like there were three of us at this big baby shower kind of huddled into the corner as the ones that, you know, couldn't really talk about pregnancy or childbirth or any of that stuff. And the start of feeling like, do I not have much to contribute to this conversation or receive from this conversation? And I want to let you know, if you are in that space, there is actually so much that you can do. Seriously, go out and try and find new circles of people that you can be with. And that's not one of the pieces of advice. And also that people go through, I guess, almost like cycles and that I know that it might feel right now. I remember going out to coffee with friends and the whole conversation was just about naps and feeding. And I sat there silent the whole time wanting to crawl into a hole. If that's the season that you're in at the moment, know that I promise you, like, it won't be like that forever. But it's, I know, and I can appreciate how incredibly hard that is in the moment. So just over a year later and things had really changed. That friend had met someone and was well on her way to like having kids and things like that. 
But one day, just out of nowhere, it was early afternoon. I remember it so vividly. I walked into the supermarket and I saw this acquaintance, Veronica, and I was like, oh, there she, I haven't seen her in ages. What's going on? And it was almost like slow motion when she turned around she didn't see me the whole time the whole time but i was you know i was gearing up to go and be like hey how are you going and she turned around and she was 8 months pregnant and i was t- like just completely floored it just shocked me i didn't know what to do i didn't know what to say and i just walked straight out of that supermarket I could not cope and all I could think was I just need to get home before I completely lose it there were tears welling in my eyes my heart started racing and I I was just didn't know what I would be able to say to her and so I kind of felt like in the back of my mind I'd never really been conscious of it but that I could always kind of think that okay well you know what she'll be there And she doesn't have kids, so it's going to be okay. And I felt like now I was the last man standing. I was the person who would be the one person who didn't have kids. I attended, can I tell you, many more baby showers, many more first birthday parties, especially when they're like, here, hold the baby, hold my child, etc. I organized uh, at least one baby shower while I was working through infertility and Together with my life coach hat, here's nine things you can do to support yourself if you are in that season where there are just baby showers, first birthday parties, all of that going on in your life and you are navigating a rocky journey to conceive. I want to let you know as well that some of my advice might be a little bit different from others in that this space and that's okay. If different people have different pieces of advice, this is my advice and you get to choose whether or not you take or leave any of that advice but I'm going to give it to you anyway. You're going to learn things that can help you before the baby shower, during the baby shower, maybe some things that you might want to give yourself permission for too. So let's dive in. Number one, and this is the big thing that's probably different to some of the other coaches in this space, is if you feel like it will derail your mental health, then do not go, right? That's the bit of advice that everybody gives. But the bit of advice that they don't give is, I want you to be conscious of shrinking your life too much though. One of the things that they've shown in terms of coping skills through infertility is that a lot of women will withdraw from social circles, from things like that. They'll kind of withdraw and they'll start shrinking and shrinking and shrinking their life. And this is something that is also true for people who suffer from anxiety They'll stop going to social functions. They'll just slowly take out bits and bits and bits of their life. But the problem with that, and in terms of infertility coping skills, it's been shown to not really be beneficial. It's been shown to actually increase infertility stress is that they get to the point where actually there's not a lot in their life whatsoever. And that increases their stress and anxiety because there's not not a lot there, because all of a sudden they are left without support and community, because all of a sudden there's no hobbies, there's nothing going on. And that's not to say that the more you do it, like it won't be hard at all, but that it can become harder 
in the long term if you continue to shrink your life and say no to everything. So what might be better is to determine some strategies that will help you go to things like that. The other thing that I would say is appreciating that it is hard and you might say, no, actually, I don't think I will. And again, coming back to if you think this is going to derail your mental health, then don't. Let's work out some strategies to help you feel like you can go and to help you feel like it will be an easier experience. Circling back is I don't want you to feel like you regret it later. It's easy in the moment. It's easy when we are stuck in like a fight or flight mode and we're just not, we can't think through things. It all feels like our mind is a muddy fog, but Are you going to get five years down the track and say, wow, I really cancelled out everything in my life when I was going through that and I wish that I hadn't? Or are you going to say, wow, like now that it maybe now that it's my baby shower and I just I didn't have the ability to cope with other people's baby showers. So I had to, you know, I wasn't able to go which is going to feel better for you in the long run. Okay. So really lean into what's going to feel better for you in the long run and whether you are shrinking, 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 shrinking all elements of your life and are going to then circle back and be like, oh, there's nothing in my life for me to grab onto. Ah, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to quickly jump in and express how grateful I am that you're here today. Just to let you know that if you'd like more emotional well-being, resilience and conception tips to check out my programs and services, you can find me on my website at robinberkin.com or on Instagram at robinberkin. All right, let's get back to it. So if you are at the baby shower or you decide to go, what are some things that you can do? You can go late or leave early or both. And sometimes just making an appearance can be what helps. So you could say, ah, thank you so much for the invite. I'd love to come. I just want to let you know, I might have to leave a little bit early though, because I have to go to another function or because I have another commitment. That way you've still gone. You've still shown your support for what might be a really great friend. And, but you haven't felt like you've had to stay there. And if you felt awkward, if it hasn't felt great. And sometimes if you say as well, I probably will have to duck out a little bit early is that way at the point when it stops feeling really good is the point when you can say, oh, thank you so much for having me. I've got to duck to another point, another function, but thank you so much. I've enjoyed being here. And that can be a way that you can uh, let yourself out. The next thing that I would say is to have a wingman. So is there someone who will also be going to the baby shower who is a really good friend who you can let them know, I, you know, this is going to be really hard for me. I don't know how I'm going to cope. Are you able to look out for me? You know, and sometimes when you get to baby showers, oh, and I, ha- I hate that people do this. Everyone's talking about babies. When are you going to have kids? Are you guys trying and to have a wingman there that you can like brief them? People are going to ask me this and I don't know how I'm going to cope. Can you be the person who changes the topic or whatever it is? Can you be the person who looks out for me? Can you be the person who, which we'll talk about in a minute, swaps glasses with me when everyone's like, are you going to have a drink? Um, So how can you have a wingman? Think about what are the things that they could support you with around other people. And that's going to be like speaking up and changing the conversation sometimes, uh, helping you in the bathroom if you feel like you're really struggling and helping you with that food drink scenario. 
The next thing that I'll say is cancel at the last minute if you need to as well. So sometimes if, you know, if you feel like you cannot go, you can just say no straight away. If you're on the edge, don't feel like, and you are struggling to get there. Don't feel guilty if you are like, no, I can't do it. If you need to cancel at the last minute, I feel, you know, you can just say, I feel like I'm coming down with something. I'm not feeling well. I've been up all night uh, with gastro. I think gastro is always a good thing because no one can ever say, yeah, come to my party and shit your pants. You can always cancel at the last minute and feel zero guilt about it. If you get to that point and you might not know what's going to go on for you in the lead up to that party or what it's going, what's going to happen in that week. So don't feel guilty if you just need to cancel at the last minute. The next one is to prepare your responses. And that's going to depend on how open you are with your journey and how sort of assertive and self-confident you are. People are going to say, do you have any kids? It's going to happen. If you socialize with people, it's going to happen. So you might say something like, no, we're working on it. Maybe I'll have to soak up all the juju at the party and just have a really lighthearted but honest answer for people. You might say, oh, that's such a personal question. No, we don't, um, though. You might say, nope, I have a medical condition and it's quite sensitive for me to talk about. Or you might just straight up change the topic. Not yet, maybe soon. Oh, I love your dress. Where did you get it? And just change the topic in that way. But have a think in advance about what is a response that you would feel comfortable with that will roll off your tongue. The next thing to have a think about is drinking. So often they break out the champagne at baby showers, then you're not drinking and they're like, oh, maybe she's up the duff. Is up the duff something that they say all around the world or just in Australia? Up the duff means pregnant. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's something that we only say in Australia and everyone who's listening in the US and Canada and everywhere else is going to be like, you say what? So thinking about what you might do or what you might say when everyone is drinking. So here's a couple of things that you could do. So number one, you can have a wingman who is going to help you and they're basically going to every now and then take a few sips of yours or swap over the glass when people aren't looking. The other thing you could say is, oh, I'm actually on this 10-day cleanse right now um, or I no, I'm on a health kick or oh, I'm doing like a sexy sobriety program. There is a program called sexy sobriety. No, I'm doing a sexy sobriety program at the moment. The other thing that you can do, so this is going to depend on what feels really easy, easier for you is accept a drink, take a drink, drink it really slowly, but also every now and then take it with you to the toilet or the bathroom and empty out a lot of it. Okay. If you end up saying it's actually going to be easier for me, I'm not in my two week wait. So I can never recommend to you to have a couple of drinks during your two week wait, because technically you're pregnant and the advice for things like fetal alcohol spectrum disorder suggests that no amount of alcohol has been deemed safe for pregnancy. But if you're not in the two week wait, then, and you want to have just one or two drinks, honestly, and that's going to help you feel a little bit better. Alcohol can be 
Again, one of these coping mechanisms that truly doesn't work, but one or two drinks at a baby shower is not seriously not going to make or break your fertility. If that's going to make you feel a bit better, then do it. But seriously, take your drink to the bathroom and then just tip some out is the other strategy. Right, number seven. How can you treat yourself afterwards? Sometimes one of the most powerful things we can do is almost promise ourselves that there's a reward coming, that we can do this hard thing. And, you know, afterwards we will, whatever it is, get a massage, go and buy ourselves a new dress, take a day off work and just have a day sitting in front of the TV watching Netflix. What is it going to be? How can you help train your brain to feel like it's not going to be that bad because you'll get this reward after it. Our brains love receiving rewards. So if you can do something like that, it's going, your brain next time will be like, well, it wasn't that bad because there was a reward at the end of it. You did a really hard thing. So, you know, we definitely deserve to always pause for applause and celebrate ourselves more. So maybe set what is a beautiful and decadent and lovely treat that you can give yourself after you attend a baby shower. The next thing, and this is something that I have done many, many times in my life and through my conception experience journey, is have an item or a symbol of hope or just even your own symbol of support. So something that I used to do, I used to carry a rose quartz with me in my bra around all the time. Sometimes I'd carry it in my pocket to work and it was just something that I always felt like I could hold on to when I needed it. It was, you know, wanting to give a hug or wanting to have reassurance or wanting to feel a little bit more okay. That was always something that I could hold on to or I could grasp and it wasn't going to be, you know, an overly big thing. So is there, maybe you have a worry doll, maybe you have a crystal, whatever it is that feels like you've brought something along with you to help you be your own best cheerleader. And number nine, the very last tip that I have for coping with baby showers is to know that it's okay sometimes to be vulnerable. Sometimes it's okay if it feels really hard to say, I'm so happy for Janine, but I'm finding infertility really hard. If you know, like zero guilt, if it feels hard and you have a few tears. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Go to the toilets and take a deep breath and wash your face. But also know that it's okay to have feelings regardless of what anyone else says. It's okay to have feelings. You are going through something really, really hard uh, and it's okay. You can have multiple feelings at the same time. It's okay to feel really, really happy for your friend, but also feel sad for yourself. So those are my nine tips for surviving baby showers. If you've got anything else to add, then come and reach out to me on Instagram at Robin Birkin and let me know. And remember, if you are feeling right now like you're coming up to the end of the year and you want to feel different, you don't want to continue doing infertility the same way or trying to conceive or loss. You're like, no, actually supported is the way that I want to go. Emotional resilience and wellness is what I want to invest my time into. 
then we'd love to invite you to join us at the Mind Body Fertility Reset. We get started with the reset on the 10th of November. So you can go to robinburkin.com slash reset and find out all the details about what's included. P.S. It's a lot and it's like pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most valuable things on the market and see if you'd like to join. That's me for now. I hope you have a wonderful week. Can't wait to catch you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Fertility Warriors. We'll meet you again same time next week. Before you go, though, if you do need some further support, then we encourage you to come and join us at the Mind Body Fertility Reset, the ultimate community for anyone who would like to conquer stress and fuel their fertility. In the Mind Body Fertility Reset, we focus on some of the big pillars to fertility awesomeness. That is community and support, having community there to lift you up and to carry you through your hard times sustainable and small steps lifestyle support helping you conquer your diet goals your movement goals cut out toxins and enjoy food and becoming your best and healthiest self in a small steps and sustainable way and lastly and what i think is most importantly emotional well-being Infertility and trying to conceive can be an incredibly hard journey. And it's really hard when we haven't learned the skills through school and through other avenues to help support ourselves through really hard times. So in the Mind Body Fertility Reset community, we go through all of these things to help you become your best and healthiest self and thrive despite this journey. To find out more, visit us at robinburkin.com slash mindbodyfertilityreset. And lastly, we need to let you know that any of the information contained in this podcast is for inspirational and educational purposes only. It doesn't substitute advice from a qualified medical professional or mental health expert. Please know that there is no shame ever getting more help when you need it and to always consult with your medical professional before taking on any changes to your journey. Wishing you all the best and cannot wait to catch you next week. Bye.